All right, I'm here with Professor Franks. And again, thank you so much for allowing me to do this podcast with you. And uh, just kind of wanted a brief description of where you're at right now with your career and where you're going. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun to be interviewed and do a little recap down memory lane of where I've been and where I'm going. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Kelly Franks. I am a certified athletic trainer. I teach adjunct here at Azusa Pacific for an Avenue lab and love it. Um, I started with athletic training. I became interested in high school when we had an athletic trainer who helped me through a lot of um, injuries when I was a cross country runner. And so seeing what he did and how he helped us return to sport uh, safely, but in a relatively quick manner, I started to pursue you know, what it would look like to become an athletic trainer. And as I looked more and realized, you know, you get paid for being with sports teams and managing injuries and seeing some blood and broken bones and getting to know families and coaches. It just seemed like the perfect fit for me. And um, so I love that. So I graduated from Azusa Pacific with a bachelor's of arts in athletic training and then went to Cal State Fullerton to pursue my master's in athletic training and did uh, my grad assistantship there with women's soccer and track. Loved that, met some great people along the way. I was able to work under Julie Max, who was the first um, female athletic trainer, uh, wow. Hall of Fame member for the NATA, which is amazing. Very um, nice. Or I'm sorry, uh, president, our first female president for the NATA. And so it was just such an incredible experience. After my master's program, I ended up going to Rosary High School and taught mostly full-time and then did athletic training as well and loved the high school setting, pursued high school a little bit more up in Paso Robles, California, worked there for two and a half years um, before my mom got sick. So mm. just realized the love of high school students and their passion and their excitement and also serving those their head full-time athletic trainer was crazy. It was like 80 hour work weeks. So Wow. That just wasn't going to be sustainable. And so that was kind of a good segue back home to spend time with family. And then that was when I realized, okay, I love being on the field, but I actually started to get some pretty significant anxiety on the sidelines or injuries and just having worked with families and, you know, seeing what they went through after pretty significant or potentially life-changing injuries with concussions football. I just realized maybe it was time to put a pause on that full time and go back more into teaching, which is also a really big passion of mine. And so I started adjuncting at APU about four years ago and had considered doing my doctoral program, but um, wasn't necessarily ready to pull the trigger for that um, until this last May. And so started balancing what it looks like to work part time at right now two institutions, two institutions teaching different health health science courses, and then pursuing my doctorate at Rocky Mountain University and studying uh, health sciences, PhD in health sciences with a concentration in athletic training. Wow, that's that's amazing (laughs) to me. That's incredible. So you said Rocky Mountain um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Azusa. So is it they just have more of what you needed there? Yeah, that's a great question. I looked a lot at different doctoral programs. APU had more uh, educational focused and leadership focused doctoral, like PhD. There weren't a lot, well, there wasn't any that was specific to health sciences, the doctorate of physical therapy program. 
started one about a year ago that was a PhD in health sciences, but it was like 70% remote and then maybe 30% interaction. And it was a really small cohort. And um, it was, I think, a little bit more geared towards physical therapists or so it seemed. And then there was one at Loma Linda that I was interested in that was full in person that uh, Professor Dudley is finishing in. Nice. And he loved it, but it was more on like the neuroscience and the pain, um, or maybe not neuroscience, but pain science and having an advisor that was really specific mm, yeah, to that. Yeah, that's fascinating too. Yeah, but I just knew when I looked at the health sciences courses at Rocky Mountain University and the concentration in athletic training and having that community still. Yeah. While I'm not a full-time clinical athletic trainer, I still love to do events on the side like the NAPSAC Invitational, NAPSAC Relays. I'd love to do endurance events and provide medical care for for those athletes on site. So it's definitely still a passion. It's just trying to balance teaching and, and being that's an exciting field. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So how have your parents inspired you on your career path? Yeah, they've been just incredible encouragers and, and motivators. At a young age, they just wanted me and my sister to pursue whatever career opportunities would give us the most joy. And I think they saw my love for sports and athletics and, and then also medicine and combining them. And so they helped me a lot through Azusa and then just continued to be biggest cheerleaders supporting supporting me on this journey. And so they still are, oh well, my dad is, we lost my mom about three years ago. And so that's been pretty life-changing wow, um, yeah. in that sense and, and understanding that when one of your biggest cheerleaders is gone, how to really believe in yourself and what, um, what they taught you. Yeah, my my mom also passed passed recently. That that's hard. Um, how, what, can I ask what your mom what took her <laughs> or what, how yeah, long she passed? Yeah, she um, out of the blue was diagnosed with lung cancer, wow. and by the time they found it, it was already at stage four. And wow! They really couldn't trace what was the main cause. I mean, they have you know suspicions and ideas, but that's what happens with non-small cell lung cancer. Is a lot of it. There's not a deep understanding of of why and how it came about. And so she fought that for about two years and then the chemo and immunotherapy, and it just didn't, didn't work That That's crazy. I've heard that's pretty common with um, ovarian cancer, but not lung cancer, mm. just to come on mm. like that. that that's... Yeah, lung cancer's on the rise, unfortunately, especially in women. And so it's just something to be um, aware of. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of things that in the journey I probably would have never known in the side of medicine with chemotherapy and the way it works and attacks the body and immunotherapy and it's just crazy to see the the development of different medications. Yeah. Um, can I ask what your folks did for or do for a living? Your dad, is he still? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my dad, um, he is retired. He's been retired for about eight years. He uh, was a produce broker, so he did sales and like marketing within, you know, marketing, how you describe He helped manage like shipments from big trucks into the grocery stores. So he was kind of the middleman between making sure that the grocery stores, what they wanted and ordered and pricing, connecting that with the, the truckers and the larger companies. Yeah, farmers. important job. 
Yeah, it was. It, he loved it. Uh, he did it for, I want to say, 31 years. And so for him, it truly was a, a lifetime career. My mom, we were blessed to have a stay-at-home mom. So she was around all the time and made sure we were taken care of and that's school yeah that that's huge that's rare these days that's quite a blessing yeah mm -hmm. so what uh career path has your sister taken my sister is a special needs educator so she's fed um educator and works right now at an elementary school wow. we all live like in a four mile radius of each other my dad my sister and her family and then myself which is um fantastic and so she works at the elementary school that my niece and nephew go to and works with special education for uh, kindergartners loves it. Wow, that's pretty fantastic. So are both teachers. <laughs> Very cool. Well, so what is the, um, I guess, your your favorite part of, of the career that you're in now and, and the path that you're on now? You're doing so much. Yeah, I love, I love the moments where that light bulb moment for a student where something just makes sense and they get it <laughs> and I like that too. By their, the way. <laughs> <laughs> their excitement for the material, yeah. and you know, I feel that excitement. And it took some time to feel really confident with different material that I started teaching years ago. Um, if you had asked me ten years ago if I'd ever want to teach anatomy and physiology, I would have told you I was you were crazy, and that I would never teach it, and that it was terrible, and it was so hard. And now. I love it. Like wow. my school is now my home. <laughs> like I just, it's right, so right. fun. I love, yeah. I love understanding the bones and the landmarks and the muscles and the way that they work and the way that God's created us to, to have all these different parts and the way to function. I would have never known. Ah, that's awesome. Well, you, you do your job well and I see the passion and you do, you care. And I, I appreciate that so much. So, so thank you. Yeah. You're you're in the right spot. So what has been the hardest part of um, just your your career through school through through APU to to where you're at now with Rocky Mountain University? Hmm. Hardest part. I think right now with the doctoral program, I teach you know a lot of time management for my younger students at the other institution that are mostly freshmen, and this you know, starting in the spring of 2020 and currently now, being in my second term for doctoral work, I am reminded so much of how important and necessary time management is and being able to, you know, devote time to studying and reading research articles and uh, reviewing them and trying to make sense of them. And was it a well-done study? Was it conducted well? Uh, was the methods, were they reliable and were they you know, done at a high caliber job. Um, so understanding all of that and the time that goes into the research component of the doctoral program, and then also preparing for class and teaching and then trying to make sure that family is still getting time. I mean, thankfully, we're not, we all look at it. Um, COVID has really given me a time to nail down time that's specific to teaching and preparing for class and then also being a student in the program while also, you know, at the end of the day at 6 p.m. when I'm not teaching a, a night lab, the books go away and it's time to be um, 
with my boyfriend or time to be with my dad or my sister or my niece and nephew. It's just very, you know, shut off and move on. And if we didn't get to something, then you need to wake up earlier to get it done tomorrow. Like it's just time management is imperative. And I'd say I'm still, still working on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, what advice do you give your, your freshmen as far as time management? I mean, I could use that now cause that's my, I think that's, that's, that's what's killing me right now is I just feel like mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I, one of the assignments I give is a time management chart, which actually I'll send your way. Thank um, you. It's just an Excel and it's like a, and it either starts at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Um, and not everyone gets up that early. I get up that early. Um, and then it ends at like 11.30 p.m. And it's just little blocks to fill in. I have the students color code it to try to make it pretty and fun to look at. Um, but it's every half an hour of time, you either keep it blank and you, maybe blue is like your free time. Or if you have something committed, you, or if you committed to something, you write it in and if school's green, maybe everywhere you have class, it would be green then. And you write in which class you have. And a lot of them said they had no idea, one, how many things really they were filling their schedule with that maybe they didn't need to, mm-hmm. um, like that scrolling on Instagram, Facebook. Right. Um, or just, you know, the time that maybe, oh, I have a 45 minute window. I could be doing yoga or I could go on a walk or I could go take a nap if I didn't get enough sleep. Just realizing the time chunks that are available when it's all mapped out and it's visually in front of you, it changes drastically how much time you can start to commit to something and how much maybe more free time that you realize you didn't have or more, you realize that you have more free time than you thought. So this is actually a class that you're teaching on time management? Not not purely. That was like one unit where we were okay. talking about professional skills and preparation for what it looks like to be a, a career professional. And so yeah. we talk about time management. We talk about interviewing skills, resume writing. I think okay. it's very similar to what we do in KIN 102. Yeah. Um, which actually, I think, is that the class you're teaching? Yes. For <laughs> yes. And I'm very thankful yeah. for I had no idea it was going to be anything like this at all. But it's, yeah. I see how valuable it is. It's it's hitting all my uh, weak spots that that need to um, that I need to improve on. So this is awesome. So again, yeah. I I thank you so much for your time. This has been fantastic, Absolutely. and I I'm excited to be in your class. I'm learning a lot, and I'm excited to get on top of this time management so I can retain more information. There's yeah, a lot of absolutely. information. Yeah, I'm excited that you're in the class too. You're you're an asset and a joy to have in there. So. Keep working hard. Thank you, Professor Franks. So until next time. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. If you have any other questions about class, just shoot me an email. I appreciate that. Cheers. Have a great day. Bye, Kat. Bye-bye.